0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy.
1: And I'm Sydney McElroy.
0: Before we get rolling, I just wanted to remind everybody that it is the maximum fun drive 2020.
1: That's right. We, we put
0: it off, but now here it is. Now here it is. This is the time where we come to you and say, hey, if you like the stuff we make and you can kick in a few bucks every month, Uh, A little bit of that goes to help keep the lights on at Maximum Fun, our podcast network, and the rest goes straight to the shows you listen to. You tell them what shows you listen to when you sign up, and those shows get your money. Uh, And it is how we are able to make shows every week. It's how Sydney has time to do research. It's how we pay for audio equipment. It's how we-
1: We sound better now. Yeah,
0: we sound better now. It's, It's honestly how we pay our bills and feed our kids and put- You know, clothes on their backs. Mm -hmm. And and that support is... Candy in their tummies. Candy in their tummies. And that support is so, so meaningful to our family, especially as things like touring have gone away and advertising is shakier than ever. Like, it it really, we really do rely on you for this. Um, So maximumfund.org forward slash join is the web address. If you can go there and pledge five bucks a month, you're going to get a wealth of bonus content over 200 hours I think including that's right uh our bonus episode this and whatever all that, the all the all the bonus, was, episodes, all, the bonus from episodes, all the years
1: from all the shows
0: uh and uh this this year our special limited series fast and Furious and Justin and Sydney I hope hopefully will be up now um and and that's just at five bucks a month at 10 bucks a month there's a beautiful pin that you can check out um but you know uh, the important thing is that you're supporting the stuff you love
1: and so. thank you so much. If you are a member already, thank you. Uh, if you're considering joining, thank you, thank you. We so appreciate any support you can give.
0: Absolutely. So, <laughs> vaccines. The final frontier.
1: Well, I don't think they're the final.
0: These are the voyages no. of the Starship Sawbones. is continuing mission to seek out new life. New medications. Or, or to
1: protect life. With vaccines
0: and to boldly cure what no one has cured before.
1: Okay, that's it's pretty good. On Engage. the now, our podcast Number doesn't one. our podcast doesn't Engage. do any of that. But I should hold on. You said cure vaccines don't cure vaccines prevent. Engage. You know what's better than getting engaged than than curing an illness is never getting the illness to start with. Uh I am trying to talk about Operation
0: Warp Speed the most stoked I've ever been about the name of a thing that we're talking about on Sawbones I was offering people I was bringing both a Captain Kirk and a Captain Jean-Luc Picard so here's see if we can tell the difference okay because this is a war
1: I never watched Star Trek so I there's no way I'm gonna know
0: engage number one engage
1: there's no way I'm gonna know
0: take us out Mr. LaForge that kind of thing and then Kirk's more like engage
1: that's William Shatner
0: Right. It was actually me. Uh. <laughs> I can understand how you'd be fooled, but your ears have deceived you. I mean, my lady. I have
1: osmosed some of this stuff from our culture, like because oh, I
0: oh, Osmosis Jones is this is that what we're talking about? No, that's about not this what week?
1: we're doing. I live with you, and I'm I am you know there's a deluge of nerdiness that comes my way at all times, but I did not ever watch Star Trek, so I don't get these exact references. Okay. Justin, I have to disagree with you about the name of Operation Warp Speed. I, I think it is rare for me to be in a position where I'm going to criticize something that has to do with vaccines, because as, as everyone listening knows, I love vaccines. I'm very, very in favor of vaccines because, you know, science, they work. They're great. They save lives. Uh, the name Operation Warp Speed is so embarrassing mm. to me. As like a scientist, as a member of the medical community, to say like, "Don't worry, we've got it covered. Science is working on Operation Warp Speed." It's, I don't like the it's one na- I, It's a it's a name that a child comes up with, honey. The only thing I don't like
0: about it, and is is radical in every regard except this, is that we are going to move at warp speed, and then at the end of it, we'll inject it into you. <laughs> it's like, I. This is good. I like the I like the idea, but like maybe operation just taking a little more time to make sure everything's good and then injecting it into people speed.
1: I have no this is I think this is I, I wanna say this at the front of the episode in case somebody, I don't know, decides to stop listening halfway through. Um I believe that at the end of this process, however ridiculously named it is, we will have a safe, effective or maybe more than one safe and effective vaccines against coronavirus, COVID and I will happily roll up my sleeve and be first in line to receive one. I want to make that statement and I will say it again throughout the show, but I want to say that now. This is not a criticism of these individual vaccines or of the process by which we are expediting the vaccine manufacturing. I I really don't have a scientific issue with those things. I think though that when, when you have something like vaccines, the more you understand about the process, the more transparent you are and the more, openly you can discuss these things the more you can onboard everyone else who isn't like who who doesn't necessarily speak the language of science um and might have fears or hesitancy the more you can get people on board with the program and you would think that in the midst of a pandemic when you have the government the world not just the united states government but the whole world saying we can come together and make a vaccine that can save our lives and return things to some sense of normalcy once again, uh, you would think that it would do a lot to fight the anti-vax movement. And if the messaging is wrong, unfortunately, it doesn't. And I feel like Operation Warp Speed is a bad name. That's all I'm saying. OK, I agree to disagree. Now, you probably, if you've been following the news about coronavirus, you've seen, especially very recently a lot of uh, stuff about vaccines making headway and moving forward with clinical trials. What do you have, Justin, like kind of an understanding? Where would you say your understanding is at this point from the media, the reports you've read, not from me, of where the vaccines are and what's happening?
0: Um, My, uh, you just asked me this so you could drink some coffee, but that's fine. I'm not even mad. Uh, My Mm -hmm, understanding mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. that we are, we basically have the vaccine done and they just need to test it on humans and then make sure it's all good. But we basically we think we have one that works
1: more than one. Wow. Yes,
0: that, that's great news.
1: Yeah. And that and, and I, I know some of it gets filtered through my lens, which is, is relatively positive, I would say, on this end of things. I, I feel like I've been realistic about a lot of the projections of the spread of the you know illness and what reopening would do i don't like to be right about that but i feel like a lot of us in the scientific community said we're reopening too soon this is going to be bad and then it was and is is and i wish i wish people listen to science but anyway with vaccines i do feel more positive about it and i think there's good reason to so as we go through this one thing if you if you live in the u.s you know this if you live outside of the U.S. You, and you listen to the show, you probably know this now. But anytime we have some sort of scientific innovation process occurring in this country, the idea that it would be purely for, you know, humanist reasons um, would be false. Right. Of course, these companies are not making these vaccines just to save lives. That's great. I am sure there are many scientists in labs who went into this field specifically to save lives. Just like I feel like I went into medicine, specifically to help people. Um, I believe that there are a lot of scientists who have that motivation, but there are also people whose job it is to make money. Mm-hmm. And this race for a vaccine is also about making money for the people in charge. Probably not the scientists in the lab coats in the labs who are doing the actual work, but the people in charge are going to make a lot of money. And... Nobody is, there is no Salk who is refusing to patent the sun in this story. Everybody's going to patent the sun. Yes. And I think that this can undercut your concept of the vaccines. Like, well, then can we trust them if people are trying to make money and we're moving at warp speed? And I don't think it should. Um, so this whole process in terms of where we are with these different vaccines Starts in January of this year, so this is this history is relatively short, mm-hmm. because before you make a vaccine, you have to have the genome of whatever you're making the vaccine against. Okay, okay? or at least that's the way we do it now. <laughs> Back in the old days, we you know we've covered that on this show. Back when we had the smallpox vaccine, we just gave people cowpox that's a whole other thing. Yeah, <laughs> We're not doing that. Now, we start with, in January, Chinese scientists isolated the genome from this coronavirus. When I say coronavirus in this show, I'm just talking about this. I know there are many coronaviruses, we've talked about that, yes, right? but obviously. I don't want to have to say the whole SARS-CoV-2 novel, but you this know what coronavirus, I mean. this one. So they isolated the genome. Why do we have to do that to make a vaccine? I don't know. Okay, what is a vaccine?
0: A vaccine is a dead version of of um, a bad, a, a pathogen. It's a dead version of a pathogen that you inject in your body, that your body then fights and then learns how to fight that pathogen
1: from the dead thing. That is one type of vaccine. Okay. So that's good, that's good, that is accurate. That, that is not on, wholly representative. I put my head on the table. So, <laughs> The different ways we can trigger... What we want is for your body to already know about the virus or bacteria before it gets exposed. We want your body to be prepared, much like we were not for the pandemic. We want you to, when the coronavirus comes knocking at your body door, to go, oh, I know who that guy is, and we're not letting him in. That is the whole idea of a vaccine, is to prep you ahead of time. We can...
0: There's a good one, a good metaphor that I have now that just came to me. In racing games, you can often you can race the ghosts of your friends mm-hmm. and race their um, their spectral form. You can race against them until you learn how to beat them.
1: Oh. and
0: then um and then when you actually race them, you've already beaten their ghosts so you know how to beat them.
1: That is a good metaphor. That's like a vaccine. That's a very good metaphor. Yes.
0: Very good.
1: So you can put in, you said a dead or attenuated, we would say, version I'm of a better. of a virus. We could, we could put in a dead virus. We could put in a live virus that has been attenuated. It's still alive, but it can't harm you. Okay. Uh, we could put in a dead one. We could put in uh, pieces of the virus or bacteria, right, that will stimulate an immune response. We could maybe even put in... Just the instructions to make the virus into your body, Weird. which I'm going to get into. That's the really cool stuff, I think. Once we have the code, what we can do is look through the genetic code and find, okay, this part of the code makes the pieces of the virus that your body recognizes because each part of the, your genetic code makes something different. So we find this gene and this encodes for and we're going to talk about it a lot with the coronavirus the spike protein, which is a protein that sits on the surface of the virus that our body is very good at recognizing. When our body sees that, it goes immune response, engage. Engage. Right. Engage. And so and we attack it. So if we can find the piece of the virus code that makes the spike protein, that's the piece that's important. Okay. So uh once we can do all that, we can make a vaccine that triggers an immune response without making you sick. That's why having the code is important. Now we, like you said, we could either do a killed virus like uh, flu, hepatitis A, polio—the one we use. There are two polio: one's live, one's one's killed. Rabies; these are killed viruses. These—the response from these is not quite as robust, your immune response, but it is. Uh, but it is effective. You do need boosters a lot. They're a little easier to give. As opposed to like a live virus vaccine, which is like measles, mumps, rubella, rotavirus, the smallpox vaccine, chickenpox, yellow fever. These have very good immune responses to these. They're a little trickier in terms of like storage and stuff. But okay. very good. There are also things, like I said, where we use pieces of the illness to trigger the response. The Hib, hepatitis B, pertussis, HPV. Um, there's more. But these these are good. Again, you need boosters. And then there are a couple that just are aimed at like inactivated toxins like diphtheria and tetanus, which we just take the toxin part of it and inactivate it and then inject that in you. Okay. Okay. Now here, here is, these are the vaccines that are in use. I just kind of gave you the, the general landscape of what's out there that we get injected into us already. Here's what's really cool. We have been working on in the scientific timeline for a very short period of time. Not really, I mean, in, in the way humans measure time, but in a science, from a science standpoint, this is really more recent stuff. We've been working on cutting out the middleman. If we start the process of vaccine development with isolating the DNA or the RNA from the germ, okay, it either has DNA or RNA. So we isolate that code and we figure out all the parts we, uh, a symbol from them some sort of like undercover soldier who looks like the germ but isn't really the germ and is really there to be an informant and tell your immune system mm-hmm. how to fight it, right? And that's how we've always done it. What if we skip that part and just sent the instruction manual itself straight into our bodies?
0: So now where we're getting to is the Matrix. <laughs> Instead of him jacking in and all of a sudden, shh, I know Kung Fu. Then it's him jacking in and be like, Shh, I know how to beat coronavirus. Like he, he so, sort of fight it. Just has the instructions pre-programmed into his head. I
1: guess that's true because he's not actually going in. It's the code for him going in.
0: Yes, or 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 like <clears throat> Chuck, who downloaded the entire internet into his brain and knows all fighting skills. But I feel like N- Matrix is a little more hip.
1: It's think about it this way: your body already knows how to take DNA and RNA and turn it into proteins and turn it into. Yeah, nice. So could you try again? Let's let me start over for you. Okay. Your body here. My watch I can help.
0: My watch is confused by what you're saying, Sydney. You uh-huh. need to slow it down. Okay. Make more watch metaphors or things about wrists, then it'll get it.
1: <laughs> okay. Your body already has the tools and the parts to take RNA and DNA instructions and turn them into things. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. So, all you need is the recipe. Okay. Think about it like Animal Crossing.
0: I will think about it like Animal Crossing.
1: You've got, you want to make an ironwood chair. You've got the iron and the wood in your pockets. You've already made your workbench. So, all you need is the recipe.
0: Okay, and this is the recipe.
1: This, that is the idea now. Let's just send the recipe in now.
0: This is why you didn't <laughs> like my matrix analogy very much is because you were more excited about your animal crossing uh, an analogy to come. Is that correct? Yes,
1: exactly. Do I know well, it's you more well exact. To know that, that? Okay. It's Charming. more precise. Charming. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you don't want to send the entire genetic code of a virus into your cells to make that, right?
0: That seems bad
1: because we have a name for that.
0: It's a virus. It's
1: an infection. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> bad. You're sick. you just want to send the that pieces. That would be a very bad
0: conclusion. <laughs> Operational warp speed.
1: Yes. No. There's not, already a vaccine. No one's doing that, and everyone has it. <laughs> we did it. That's just called you get infected and then you get an immune response, and we don't want to do it that way. Uh, So what we just want to send in is the recipe for the pieces that will trigger the immune response. You just make that spike protein and your body goes, ah, coronavirus, and stimulates a big immune response, even though you haven't actually gotten infected. That's a vaccine. So that is what we've been trying to do. Just send in the recipe for the spike protein. Let your cells make the protein on their own. And then you will stimulate an immune response to it. It's pretty cool, right? It is cool. I know. It sounds very cool. Now, there are other ways that people are trying to do this, like to get the spike protein in there. You could send in the recipe for it, like I just described. Um, You could just inject the protein itself, right? Now, you still have to make it. It can be a little more cumbersome, but you've got to make it. But you could send the protein in there, except proteins kind of bend and fold and do their own thing in the body. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's one vaccine where they've created a molecular clamp which is a way of like holding the protein in a certain form that makes it very vulnerable to immune response, Mm -hmm. which is very cool to think about. But I mean, I'm
0: getting, yeah, I'm freaking out.
1: (laughs) So there are all kinds of DNA and RNA vaccines that are basically trying to either send some DNA into your cells in a little circle called a plasmid. It's a little piece of DNA in a circle. You can send the DNA in, which has to like then be turned into RNA and then you can make the protein from it or even skip that. Just send the RNA in, make the protein. Right. Right. And these specifically, when we talk about the Moderna vaccine, we are talking about an RNA vaccine. Um, The reason that it's made a lot of headlines is one, because it's pretty far along in the process. When you have a vaccine, you have like an exploratory phase where you're just kind of looking around trying to figure out what the heck could we do to fight this. You have preclinical stages where you're kind of making the vaccine and coming up with the way it would work and in animal trials and things like that. You have the clinical phase, which is where these vaccines that are farthest along are, well, that's what we're talking about, the clinical phase. And that's the phase one, phase two, phase three. You've seen that in the news mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And that basically means, one, how how many humans are getting the vaccine, how many subjects you have in each trial and two, what exactly are you looking for? At first we're looking for like safety, you know, we want it to be effective, but we need to make sure it's safe. Mm -hmm. So like you focus more on safety at first. And then as you see that it's safe, you can move through the phases, give it to more people and start measuring a response to make sure that it's actually triggering an immune response. Um, The other thing that you do through those phases is dosing. You start with like, is we want. We think that this. We want the smallest effective dose, right? We don't want to put any more in you than we have to. Yeah. So we start with like a couple different levels of dosing, and then we see like, okay, the low. This is the lowest one that still worked, so that's the one we'll go with. Got it. So the Moderna vaccine is moving into phase three trials, which is great. Seems that's the last great. of the clinical phase, um, and that's very exciting. And it is an RNA vaccine, which would be our first one that we would regularly use, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. There's also one from Pfizer that is an RNA vaccine. Um, there is a DNA vaccine from Inovio that is pretty far along as well, not quite as far as these other ones, but right now they're trying to figure out, it's harder to get DNA into the cell than it is RNA. Um, so that's one of the one of the things that you have to like use an electric pulse with it to get it into your cells. Whoa. Yeah. Um, and there are other things. There are other. Uh, you've probably heard a lot about the Oxford vaccine, the AstraZeneca slash Oxford vaccine.
0: Uh, I haven't been paying like like super duper close attention, but like I probably have heard of them.
1: So this one does not. It does not use this method we just described. It actually uses another virus, an ad, a form of adenovirus, which is a cold virus, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, it uses that to deliver the code for the spike protein to the cells. <laughs> and this is a whole other way of making vaccines that we haven't you know used widely in the public yet, but has been again the science of it is more recent, but you take a harmless virus or one that can't replicate mm-hmm. so it can't cause an infection and you use it to deliver like it's like a it's like a spy. It comes wow. in and delivers the payload of you know RNA and then goes away. Wow. And then you make spike protein. Um, so that one's pretty far along, too. The, the only other one is a Novavax vaccine, uh, which I think just recently got some money because it was further along. And it's got a protein subunit. So it's just it's more similar to what we've talked about before, a piece of a virus that you want to send in and trigger an immune response with. Mm-hmm. Um so not as exciting, but a tried and true method. We know the vaccines work that way because we have some that already work uh, that way.
0: Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Why is it, if this is that, this is a very dire situation, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. we need stuff to happen now. Why are we getting creative with this vaccine? Why, why, why now? Why not do something that we like know works?
1: That is exactly the question I was hoping you would ask. Oh, wow. That's perfect. That is perfect. Because there are are many, many vaccines in various preclinical and clinical phases that are using the old sort of, quote unquote, tried and true methods, right? The reason that RNA would be used for something this serious is, and we've known this for a while, an RNA vaccine, one, we can make the vaccine a lot faster. The Moderna vaccine was like created really quickly in the grand scheme of vaccine making Mm -hmm. the time from isolating the genome to Moderna saying we have something we want to start testing was incredibly fast matter of weeks. That is not the way vaccines usually work, but because you're just using pieces of the code itself you can make it a lot faster. The other thing is, because you're just using pieces of the code itself, you can actually manufacture these in mass quantities a lot faster. Mm. So it's been known for a while that in the case of a theoretical pandemic in which we would need to deploy a vaccine to the entire world (laughs) as safely and quickly as possible, RNA vaccine, some would argue DNA, but one of the two, are probably our best bet. We've known this for a while, so this is not this is not like a wild idea that we would use. This scientists have thought this is probably now in a perfect world. We would be further along with that research, right? We would have already made RNA vaccines before. We would already have some sure. in, in use, um, but coronavirus didn't ask us if we were ready. It just showed up. So, but that the using these types of vaccines actually makes perfect sense in this situation. All right. Uh, Now, I want to get into a little bit of who's getting money and why one over the other, because that's the other part of this story. Oh. But before we do that. Yeah. Let's go to the Billion Well, this is ironic,
0: isn't it? (laughs) Who's getting money? Well, right now, hopefully, it's us. Unless you hear silence after this, in which case, we got no money, and you're stealing this episode. Let's go.
1: The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth.
0: uh and the meals i can say are delicious so what do you got to lose head on over to factormeals.com/sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off that's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com/sawbones50 to get 50% off okay sid i'm ready i got my money shoes on i've got a money colored magnifying glass and i'm ready to follow the money. Let me get those green breadcrumbs all up in my maw ready.
1: Now, I think I think this is why people start to get anxious. And I, you know, it's weird. If we could all, no matter what side of this um, of our current strange political spectrum you're on, all of us start to get nervous when large amounts of money start getting thrown around yeah. in these things, right? Like. Because you start wondering why why did they get the money and over that person? yeah, um, no matter what you believe. And if we could all just like take a breath and look at what's happening and and really try to understand it, we could this could unite us. <laughs> we don't like when rich people start throwing money around and we don't understand why. Yes. Uh,
0: I would say it also is a when you start talking about the scope of this thing, that is also nerve wracking. The idea that we're going to do something and everybody in the world is going to get injected with it is I know I know I'm not trying to fearmonger. I know that this is not reality, but there are a lot of zombie movies that start that exact way. Right. Like the idea that we're all going to do this one thing. It is just a little bit like, oh boy, that's so many people. All people is like so many, so many people. It, it just makes me nervous. The possibility of, you know, something being off is, is very nerve wracking.
1: Well, it's but we've talked about this in general with the response to a pandemic is that how how well humans can respond really depends on how much we trust our leaders. And I think, unfortunately, we're in a moment where a lot of us don't, and so even as someone like myself who fully embraces the science behind this and the process and will get the vaccine, yeah. I understand being nervous about it because I don't I don't trust Trump or Pence or any yeah, of those. Players. I don't I don't
0: trust that Trump's not going to come in to and even be like, let's put some flecks of twenty four karat gold in there to make you really luxurious. And then well, take your bait with it.
1: But he's not. And that's this is I why know. no that's not gonna happen. And what you have to remember And we get emails from these people sometimes. There are real beating heart scientists working on this stuff. Okay, there are people I work in a hospital. I work in a system that is inherently um, greedy and manipulative. Not my specific hospital, but like
0: all. Well, yes. You know what I mean? Because every hospital,
1: every hospital, like the whole American healthcare system is is corrupt.
0: Except for whatever Patch Adams is doing. I I haven't checked in on him. (laughs)
1: There are there are scientists and I hope you hear me. I know you're out there who work in these big pharmaceutical giants who believe in what they're doing to help humanity. They're doing it and they're not going to let Trump come in and put 14 karat gold in there in their vaccines. Well, it's
0: 24K City. Oh, Come whatever. On. We're Sorry. injecting this into our bodies. Let's have a little taste, okay?
1: <laughs> I'm low rent over here. <laughs> anyway, why one vaccine over another? Over another? Who gets the money? Um, uh, you know, a lot of it it has to do with just who's the furthest along, right? Like we're trying to make this happen, obviously, at warp speed. So who's furthest along? Now, notably, though, a lot of these places got money first from something called the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovations. Sepi has been along, and I'm going to call it Sepi from here on out. Has been along since before. I've been around since before this. They date back to like uh, the idea was like 2015, and then I think 2016 it was realized. And the thought was, you know what? It, and I think 2016 with Ebola, this really brought this idea to the forefront. We should have a coalition, a worldwide coalition. Of government entities and private sector and donations from wealthy people, like we should all come together and form an organization that can start working on the vaccine science against um, the World Health Organization's like most wanted list of pathogens that we don't have vaccines for, plus what they considered like disease X, the unknown pandemic that lays in wait. Okay. Here we are. Yes, it happened. <laughs> it right. happened. So CEPI right, was created. Sepi was created just for this. It was created to respond to this. OK, so as soon as we realized what was happening in January, Sepi started giving money to anybody who seemed to be on the right track, whose science was sound. I mean, and they have. Yes, there are a lot of rich people involved, but there are also a lot of scientists running this organization who said yes, Moderna has something that could work. Give them some cash. And this is what SEPI has been doing through the entire process. When we have a vaccine, CEPI will be a large reason that we have a vaccine that works. And I think when you start getting into the weird conspiracy theories around all this, this is this is where it comes in. Uh, one of the large donors to SEPI is the Gates Foundation. And so... I think a lot of people who for whatever reason don't don't trust anything the Gates Foundation is involved in they
0: still don't know how to work their computer I mean <laughs> I think it comes down to that right if they I, if they could make the dang computer work, then they would have more faith in Bill Gates. But Bill Gates is the one that made the dang computer not work. Bill Gates deleted all their 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 pictures of their grandkids, and so Bill Gates is trying to kill them.
1: Exactly. I, I I know there is a for for whatever reasons. I don't know Bill Gates personally. I you know I know there is a lot of hatred thrown towards towards the Gates. But like making vaccines is a good thing, and putting your money towards making vaccines is in my book a good thing. Um, and that is what CEPI was trying to do. And their original goals were very much in line with what I would say like my ideals were, are, still are. Theirs have changed. But the original goals of CEPI were like, we just need to make these vaccines and we will work with private companies to help fund them. But then once they're available, once they've been made and we know they work and they're safe, then we will make them too. We, you can't keep the IP from us. We mm. will also make them so that everybody on earth can get them so that if these vaccines are made, it doesn't matter how remote or how impoverished an area is, it will get the vaccines if they need them. Um, that was their original goal. So very humanist, very progressive. Um, you can imagine the way that pharmaceutical companies reacted to that. No, no, no. Oh no. We will have nothing to do with you. If that is what you want, we, we want to make money. And so The the current I think the sentiment is there and the science is still solid. But I think all those arrangements, the idea that as soon as the vaccine comes out, it's going to be available for pennies to everyone on Earth. I think that still remains to be seen. Um, But like those kind of lofty ideals were Mm -hmm. definitely behind the formation of CEPI. Um, And that is a lot of the vaccines that we've just named are getting funding from CEPI. OK, to to push them forward. Um, There are other ways the vaccines are getting funding. Uh, Operation Warp Speed is it is is our United States government's effort. Um, We got into this on May 15th.
0: Mm -hmm. We're actually uh, shooting wads of one hundred dollar bills out of T-shirt cannons (laughs) at vaccine companies, at vaccine companies (laughs) right through their dang windows. Uh, No,
1: we we made them gather um, very close together in an arena with no masks on (laughs) to shoot the $100 bills at them. No, but they they are also funding vaccine development um, the same way that, you know, we've, we've decided we wanted to do it, too, once the World Health Organization and CEPI and the Global Research Collaboration for Infectious Disease Preparedness and basically every other government on Earth had been doing it. We decided we should, too. So we set aside a bunch of money that we're going to also give to companies that are close to a vaccine. And it's it's like it's made up of a bunch of different the health and human services department is in here. CDC, the NIH, the FDA, uh, BARDO, which is a biomedical advanced research and development authority, the DOD, all these different entities came together under this. Horrible title, Operation Warp Speed. And the idea is we're going to give a bunch of money to these companies so that we can get a vaccine made as quickly as possible. Got it. And they have given money to seven different companies so far. Many of these same ones that CEPI has funded, Pfizer, Novavax, AstraZeneca, Moderna. Um, They've also given money to Sanofi, Merck, and Johnson & Johnson, which also is Janssen. Janssen is also Johnson & Johnson. Do, the same. okay you'll do. see them used interchangeably I okay. had to figure that out um, they're all in preclinical so they have not made it as far along as these other ones have and they're all different types of vaccines represented by these that I just named like di- different we've talked about RNA and all this but these are all different styles of vaccine um, I think I think what's making it tricky is like once you start having that much money being given, In big chunks to these different companies, you start asking, like, well, who's making money? Whose pockets are getting lined? And um, this has all gotten really sticky because the guy who is kind of in charge of this whole process Mm -hmm. at Operation Warp Speed is a guy named um, Monsef Slaoui who has a ton of experience in the vaccine industry. So, like, he's a good choice in that sense, right? He has spent his whole career. I mean, for the Trump administration, that is a
0: blue ribbon, grade (laughs) A Paul. I mean, you you said the word experience and already top 10 percentile.
1: It makes sense that he would be involved in trying to figure out which vaccine is closest and what should we fund, what should we accelerate, that kind of thing, because he has a career of doing that. Now, the flip side of that is because he does... Have that experience. He also has tons of connections. Uh, he has sat on a lot of boards. He has owned a lot of stocks in various companies. Specifically, he was on the board of Moderna. He still has ties to Johnson and Johnson. So, like, all of this starts to bring up questions of cronyism, right? Okay. Like, is he part of this? Because, or, or if he is part of this, are the companies getting money? companies that will also benefit him or I, other people who are friends, not just him personally. Right, but you know what I mean? I, right. It's a bad look.
0: I um, don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. That's where I'm at. I don't. I should care. I don't care. <laughs> just make the syringe full of a goop that makes the COVID go away, please. I don't care how many cronies get their beaks wet. <laughs>
1: Here here's point. Well, I think I think, Justin, you are saying the thing that everybody needs to start looking at themselves in the mirror and repeating as we move forward. I have seen no evidence that I mean from the the papers that have been published and the pre papers that are out there, which we have talked about, pre papers are their pluses and minuses, pre pre publication stuff. Um but when you start looking at it, the vaccines that are furthest along and that have received money, and again, these same places have gotten money from sepi which is working with the world health organization which is working with like other real, countries real countries <laughs> who are trying to do the right thing working with organizations that are trying to do the right thing you know and actually help people yeah. so if these same companies are getting money from them too i think that's somewhat of an endorsement um but the stuff that's been published the vaccines are eliciting immune responses, especially the, the most recent I saw was the Moderna one, which um, it, it does take two doses to get the full immune response. They were a mo- two doses a month apart. But afterwards, it you had a, a more more of an immune response than you would have if you had actually gotten coronavirus, it, okay. it appeared. So, so far, the vaccine seemed to be effective. Um, they have published results that show that. Uh, also... The side effects seem pretty typical of of a lot of vaccines. You might get some pain or a rash at the injection site. You might get some mild fevers, chills, body aches, that kind of thing for a day or so. No major reactions so far. There was one guy who actually published an account of his reaction, and I think it's important to address it because it made it out into like mainstream media, and a lot of people were like, look at that. See, this is what they're... So, one gentleman was in the Moderna vaccine trial, and when he got his second injection, uh, he developed a high fever, and he vomited, and he passed out. And this was within 24 hours getting the vaccine. After that, he felt better. He was not hospitalized, and he was fine. Fine. Chill. It is important to note, though, that... He received one of the higher doses Mm -hmm. that they were still trialing that they actually aren't going with because the lower dose was effective. So the vaccine he got is not the vaccine anyone will get Mm -hmm. because we showed we could do it at a lower dose. And also when the guy was interviewed, he said he would still get the vaccine anyway. He still believed in this. He still endorsed the process. It was still worth it. Because now he's not going to get coronavirus. Right. So I think when you start hearing about these reactions or side effects or whatever, remember, these are the same things we tell you with every vaccine. It's the reason we always when we take our kids to get their vaccines, we always say like they might be a little fussy tonight. They might have a higher temperature. Right. But at the end of the day, it's no big deal because then they don't get these terrible diseases that can kill you or cause a stroke or mean you spend the rest of your life on dialysis or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're still worth it. Um, We are
0: so bad as a species with recognizing when we have choice and when we don't have choice. I've realized that a lot with the schools thing. You see, I see people in a lot of different forums, like making these judgment, like weighing Pluses and minuses when there's really not any pluses and minuses to weigh. Like on one side of it, you get a deadly virus and give it to a bunch of people and maybe die. And
1: some people will die.
0: And some people will die. And on the other side of it, who cares? <laughs> like question mark question. Mark. My my yeah, like socialization. Like come on. Like it's well, not. I mean this is the same thing, right? Like what if I pass out? Okay, great. Like, make sure you like have a bed nearby. Like, who cares? Well, we don't have an option. It's not a choice.
1: And people need to understand vaccines don't make it to like widespread distribution if they kill people. That doesn't happen. They don't make it to clinical trials if they kill people. That's that, that's not there's not going to be a vaccine where it's like, well, take the vaccine. You got a 50 50 shot right. that won't be out there. That's not how this process works. The process is designed specifically to only allow vaccines that work and are safe and getting some body aches and a temperature is OK. You will be OK if you get coronavirus, you may well not. Um, so I, I there are no vaccines that are going to go through this process that will kill you. Right. So I, I think that it is important to know that the whole world is working together right now on vaccines. Not really us with them. <laughs> uh, we, we are very specifically not trying to work with anybody. We seem to be, as a country, very concerned with just ourselves and not really with ourselves completely. Yeah. I don't know who we're worried about.
0: White
1: people. Probably. Well, I, not even that cuz if you're a school teacher we're not worried okay, about you right non-teacher, now. Non-teacher white people. If you're an essential worker we're not worried about okay, you. Okay, non-teacher non-essential white people. Anyway, the whole world is working together on this through the World Health Organization. This kind of thing takes a global effort. And thankfully, whatever you want to say about the Gates, they were thinking about how to save our butts before we knew that our butts needed saving. Along with CEPI and the governments of many many countries other than ours, we're working on this and planning for this. And these same vaccines are getting funding and have the the scientists and the the know how and the um, the real humanistic qualities to bring something to us that could that can save our lives and and protect us. Um, I, we don't seem to know how to play with others right now. Hopefully that will change, but in the meantime whatever you think about the people involved in this process the so, the science is solid the evidence so far is good and when this vaccine comes out cuz what they're talking about with operation warp speed is that they would fast track a subset of vaccines for healthcare workers mm-hmm. um, to get them vaccinated maybe i mean i've seen reports as early as october and now they're,
0: and they you said you coughed <laughs> in the middle did you say healthcare workers and their precious precious husbands
1: I it will be very hard if that is the case for me to get a vaccine that I know you and the girls can't get. That would be very hard for me. But I also recognize that if I get it, I am protecting you and the girls but, in a way that I can't right now. But then
0: you start to think about the J Man and maybe you put another syringe in your pocket <laughs> bring it home to
1: him. Trust me, I have I have had these um I have already been through this nightmare on my own in my own head. Okay, well, uh, we, won't,
0: we won't relitigate. No, podcasts, i
1: then. i have I have already gone through these these moral gymnastics. But um, my point is, if that does happen, I will be there in line, and I will roll up my sleeve and I will get this vaccine. And when it is available for everybody. I, Justin, I will take oh, you and I will take be. our children and I will take my parents and everybody I can think of I will drag in there and get this vaccine. Um, folks,
0: when there is a vaccine, we I will warn you now. This show will be insufferable for a few weeks with us banging the drum, for, uh, uh, forcing people to go get vaccines. Like we will, it will be an insufferable period of sawbones, uh, where we just talk about how much everybody needs to go get the vaccine right now.
1: The science is solid. Fauci said it looks promising, and ha- has he sugarcoated anything for us? I, not that I know of. No, he hasn't. So if he believes in it, I believe in it. And, and, you know, again, I would urge you to remember that if you are part of the American healthcare system, there are people making money off of things that help you. And, and there are sometimes bad people or people with like nefarious goals, but that doesn't mean that the medicine you're taking or the surgery you got or the vaccine you got is bad because a scientist somewhere, many scientists made that. And I believe that for a lot of those people, they went into this for the reasons that I went into medicine, which is because I truly believe that if you use science along with humanism, you can create things that can make people's lives better and save lives. And those are the people who are making these things for you. Don't worry about Trump. They wouldn't let him anywhere near the lab. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, one last
0: reminder at play. If you like what we do here uh, on this show, if it means something to you, um, we would urge you to go to MaximumFund.org forward slash join. We're only able to make the shows that we make because of your support. Um, it is an uncertain time, which we fully recognize. Uh, it makes it uncertain for you in terms of uh, your financial situation Adver- advertising is a lot more uncertain than it used to be um, and we rely on y'all um, more than ever to uh, help keep help keep us going um so if, if this show means something to you if it's important to you please go to maximumfund.org forward slash join if you can pledge five bucks a month you're going to get a wealth of bonus content including but not limited to. I remembered what our bonus was. We did a, a kid sawbones for kids with yeah. Charlie. Um, it's a it's saw, fun. It's a sawbones episode for kids. And Charlie course,
1: Charlie asked me questions about medicine.
0: <laughs> fast and furious and Justin and Sydney. Our fast and furious review podcast is will will begin to be published uh, today. If you're listening to this, so uh, hopefully we'll get that on the bonus content page uh, today, Friday. Um, uh, you know, at, at higher levels, 10 bucks a month, there's a beautiful pen and 20 bucks a month. There's a, a game pack with a max fun deck of cards and dice and stuff. But the important thing that you're doing is you're supporting the shows that you care about and, and helping us to continue to make them.
1: And if you if you uh, are already a member, thank you so much oh, for supporting us. We, we really appreciate it. If you're not in a position to join right now and you just want to tell a friend or share our show, share a link that always helps us out, too. Yeah. Uh, and don't forget the boost function. As well
0: yes yes if, this is if, functional now if you
1: if you're wa- donated on one level and you're not in a position to jump to the next level but you do want to increase your donation a little bit to help out the shows you love you can do that with the boost function
0: maximumfund.org forward slash join please 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 don't wait I'm talking to you if you if you can you listen to the show you enjoy it just it takes five minutes go join the max fund network and we would we so appreciate it. Maximumfund.org forward slash join. Uh also thank you to the taxpayers for the use of their song Medicines as the intro and outro of our program. Uh, you know, that's a good uh use of that's a good Max Fund drive point. We we uh, got that song Medicines from a free music library that was posted with Creative Commons. You can make the show and and you know, you can use this song however you like. Um, But as the show became more popular and we started to make money from the show, we were able to pay the taxpayers. I mean, they didn't ask for anything, but we we were able to pay the taxpayers and just say, like, hey, this show is making money now thanks to our support from our donors. Like, we would like to pass some of that on to you. Um, And that's all Mm -hmm. thanks to, you know, the the people. Thanks to you. Thanks to you, specifically. Um, That is going to do it for us for this week. So, until next time, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm
1: Sydney McElroy. as
0: always, don't drill a hole in your head.